Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Jim Dixo, CEO of Sunday Sky, a video platform provider. Jim, thanks so much for your time. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having us. So tell us about the company. Yeah, we provide a, a video platform that allows organizations of any size to very simply and easily create video at scale to engage all types of audiences, whether they be consumers or businesses or even employees of an organization. Okay, excellent. So now, of course, it's no secret that video is pretty ubiquitous over the last, I don't know, I'd say decade or so. It's just become more and more and more popular. And the idea being that if you're doing content marketing, you have to have video in the mix because video is highly engaging. So let's let's dig into that. And I just want to ask a really simple question that might seem totally obvious, but I think it's worth kind of digging into. Why is video engaging? Why is video, in fact, something that companies should be investing in? You know, if you think about, like, the human brain is wired for video. When you see visual information, you process it much, much faster than you do reading. And, and for information recall, there have been studies run that show that video is about nine times higher at driving recall than, than just reading text. And, and Sunday Sky actually shows that, that in our video or our, our analytics show that when consumers engage with video, because it's more relevant to the audience, they'll spend more time engaging with it. So the average customer is spending over 90 seconds interacting with a Sunday Sky video activity or video video that's delivered. And the likelihood that they'll take action, the desired action after seeing the video, is anywhere from three to 10 times higher than if they were, were seeing that same content with text. Okay. Very interesting. So pretty compelling evidence. That's a, a pretty strong reason to, at the very least, have video as part of your content marketing mix, right? Correct. Now, I think, and, you know, companies that are really doing content marketing well are going to, there's never just going to be one channel, right? You're going to have a mix of channels, some print, some video, maybe even some audio, white, pa you know, white papers, webinars, all that kind of stuff. And each have their strengths and weaknesses. And I think part of the job of, say, a marketing manager is to determine, okay, to communicate this message for this audience, which channel is going to be the strongest, right? And, and I think the yeah. same would apply for video. So in your mind, what are some best practices around, like some of the best use cases for video? Yeah, well, first of all, for, for us, we don't think of video as a channel, certainly. We think of it as a type of content sure. that can be delivered across any digital channel. And so the, the idea is that when you're thinking about the channel of engagement and the action that you're trying to inspire the viewer to take or the, the audience, let's say, to take, the idea of when to use video is when the content may be more complex, when you're trying to get across multiple topics, or when you're trying to both educate and inspire action. So the idea is that you, you have somebody that's engaged on a channel, and so whether it's on your website and you want to use video to explain a product or service, you have the ability to leverage that, uh, that type of content 
is much more effective than a, a long uh, scrolling set of content, maybe with images and, and pictures. So that's where video is, is really powerful. But more importantly, when you think about the use of video, one of the challenges is if you create a single video that's intended for every person to view, you're only going to be relevant for a subset of the audience based on what their interests are. So when you incorporate data about the individual and know something about who they are as a person, what behavior they've exhibited, what actions they're considering, then having the ability to have a unique video for that person that's more relevant to them based on their profile and their behavior, it's more likely to inspire the desired action. So mm -hmm. video in that sense should be a modular medium where it's constructed for the person based on their data profile as opposed to being a linear medium where it's the same for everyone. And the mm -hmm. idea is that it complements the channels of delivery. So it's not video is the only thing you use, but video is used in areas where it's most likely to, to be relevant, engaging, and inspire the desired action. Okay, makes sense. And I mean, in, in a way, you could say that about any type of content, right? Any type of media should be tailored to the needs and the desires of the audience and so on. In, in, in a way, video is no different, right? Exactly. And, and the challenge is the, the, the reason that it hasn't been that way before is that the traditional approach to creating video is you go to your content team or you go to an external agency and you give them a brief to create the video. And, and once it's approved and, and launched, then you know, that, that's it. Right, you've created yeah. the linear video. So being able to have a combination of modularity, the ability to have real-time update and, and the most relevant version available at a moment in time can only be done when you have a technology platform that allows for video modularity and allows for data-driven real-time rendering. Yeah, got it. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making with video? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly that, right? When, when you think about creating a, a video for a topic, traditionally it takes a fair amount of time and a fair amount of money to create the video. Yeah. And so there's a, a need to try and get it right as a, as, a specific, as a specific deliverable for that use. Once it's created, then it's a, it's a static piece of content that goes out of date and, and may or may not get retired. So if you, if you think about treating it like other content where it's modular and it's updated so that the, the most up-to-date version is available when it's put into production, that's a way to make sure that you have fresh content that's relevant and inspiring the desired action. So mm -hmm. instead of linear, make it modular. Instead of static, make it dynamic. Instead of single channel, make it multi-channel. Those are the kinds of things that allow video to be a more effective content type. Yeah, definitely. So I'll tell you a, a pet peeve that I have with a lot of vid videos that I might stumble upon, you know, on any given random website. You know, let's say I'm looking at a company and they have a video. All too often, it seems, I'll click play 
And it's either one of two things. It's either like a very slickly produced, you know, our company is the best. We are the best team, the best atmosphere, the best of everything with like music. And my gut reaction is like, okay, you know, of course you're going to say this in this super highly produced video. I ain't buying it, you know, or it's like a long 45 minute, like two people talking. And I'm just like, there's nothing to see. You know, I might as well just listen to this. And even if I'm super interested in what they're saying, I'm, I, I don't watch it past like maybe 30 seconds. Once I realize like it's just going to be these people talking, there's nothing else to see. You know what I mean? Which which yeah. always makes me think like, why why did they choose to do this in a video? Don't you need like some kind of visual story to tell if you're using video? Or it, doesn't that make sense? Right. Vid- Video is a visual medium. You should have a visual story to tell. Is that a legitimate critique that I'm making? Absolutely. I mean, the, the way we think about it, right, you're, you're you're presenting content. You're using a narration to support that content. The content that's presented to an individual person should be relevant to that person. What you present to me is different than what you present to someone else. And so the idea is to provide education and data-driven recommendations that inspire action as a way to leverage video content in a more compelling fashion. So, you know, it's, we're, we're not trying to do, you know, highly curated, highly uh, produced content or talking head content. It's basically, you know, anywhere from, you know, 15 to 15 second to four minute long video experience where the content is tailored to the person. And and the, the type of content can be many forms, including presenting data and 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 profile information that is unique to each person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really seems to be the name of the game these days, to, to create content that is tailored to very specific needs as much as possible, right? When you're segmenting yep. your audience to be able to say, okay, let's... Like you were saying before, instead of trying to create stuff that appeals to everybody and then kind of ends up really appealing to no one in particular, to really make it specific. Absolutely. So now you mentioned before, and, and we were kind of talking about video is always ideally going to be part of a larger ecosystem of different types of content. So what are some yeah. best practices around when you're creating video content, making it not, seeing it not just as a standalone thing, but working in concert with your other content, what are some best practices around the strategies that go into that? Yeah, first and foremost is recognizing when video is more effective than text or, or, or imagery. You know, normally what we see is when you're trying to communicate a a lot of information or complex information that you're requiring people to understand not only the content but the context is when video is really effective. So it, having it be part of a of an engagement strategy is is then the question where in the engagement and, and in which tactics do you deliver that content. So for example, many companies have a multi-touch customer onboarding experience where they're trying to bring new customers into their brand and they want to both solidify the relationship 
and get them to use the product or service in the most advantageous manner possible. So your, your first touch point is a confirmation that you've placed an order. And, and there's a, a lot of information that you're usually trying to share. There may be video as a component of that communication to highlight the, the elements of the new product or service that are most advantageous for you to take advantage of once you get the product or service available to you. Mm -hmm. Then post start of use, leverage what's known about how you're using the product to then have a touch point that communicates with video the things that you've done to reinforce and those things that you maybe should do to get more value. Those are two touch points where there's a lot of information and you're trying to inspire immediate action. There are other touch points where you, you may be providing a, you know, one or two simple topics, in which case, you know, text in an email is, is just as good. Or other scenarios where you're in, logged into a platform using an application and inside of the application, there's content that's walking you through the use of the application, almost in an educational process, right? That's not necessarily a video, although video may be part of that. Mm -hmm. And then there are other, other topics where you go to a website and there's a lot of information to communicate. You can't do it all in a video. So you're, you want to have video be part of the content along with some of the, the written text. So there's mm -hmm. lots of different ways that it should coexist with other types of content. But where, again, you're, you're trying to communicate complexity uh, and inspire action are the areas where it's most appropriate. Right. And, and the specific details are always going to be case by case, right? That's part of the art and science Correct. of doing marketing and creating content. Exactly. Is, you know, there's not necessarily one right answer. Many different ways. You try it, test it, adjust it, and so on. Yeah. And, th and that's actually the last thing I was going to say is that, you know, the, the approach should be test and learn, right? Yeah. So if you, if you already have, you know, text-heavy messaging, with our platform, you could turn that text-heavy messaging into video content, potentially in a matter of hours, mm -hmm. and then put that video content up for a subset of the audience and evaluate the audience action compared to the text. And then, because again, it's very simple and modular, you can actually iterate that video message to, to continue to inspire better action rates compared mm. to both what video is doing and against text. So it's not one size fits all. It's how do we how do we figure out within the content strategy we already have those areas where we feel like we could get more benefit through the power of video, which communicates with empathy, empathy mm -hmm. and emotional intelligence, which is very difficult to capture in the written word yeah. or just with, with imagery. Mm-hmm. You know what I think would be a great use case for that, and I'm sure some companies are already doing it, is talent acquisition. You know, you go to the typical, like, yes. careers page of a company, and especially, like, the, the listing for any one position they may have, it's just, it's the same thing you always see, like, text, bullet points, and it's all, and it's, they're usually really, there's too much stuff, too much information, and it's intimidating and confusing. How cool would it be to have a short video of like the hiring manager or someone in that role at the company just talking to you. It doesn't have to be super highly yep. produced. Just, 
hey, you're interested in this job. I'm so-and-so. I do this job here. Here's what it's like. I think that would be pretty cool, you know? More engaging than what than yeah, what you currently get. Yeah, we we've actually started using our own eating our own dog food in that <laughs> in that sense where we're we're actually using our platform to create the the profiles and job descriptions for different roles that we're recruiting for today. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I said at the beginning, we're we're targeting audience consumer audiences with our customers, so helping them engage consumers. We're targeting employees of businesses in a B two B sense, helping. B2B organizations engage their business audiences and, and actually more recently doing it with employees, engaging employees in both the talent acquisition and in one of the cases actually communicating commission plans to salespeople, mm-hmm. right? Where there's a com- complexity in the commission plan and they want to be able to have everybody understand how to, how to do what the, is expected of them by the company. And yeah. so they're using video as part of that communication. So lots of different ways to leverage it in B2C, B2B, yep. and even now business to employee, B2E. Yeah, very cool. Lots of lots of good use cases. So Jim, let's sum things Absolutely. up a little bit. What's something that you've learned either, either over the past couple of years or just throughout your career about, we can say about video or just marketing generally, that you could share with our listeners to help them better engage their audiences? Yeah, I think the the... Probably the number one thing, I mentioned it a minute ago, and I'll, I'll reiterate it, having empathy is key. And then, you know, we think about emotional intelligence in the way that you engage people, right? So if you're empathetic and you have emotional intelligence, then the way you interact with people is very different than if you're trying to tell them, like, I don't want to tell you something, I want to help you learn something. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about communication in that fashion changes the the dynamic of, of of the way you deliver content and and that's why you know again we selfishly you know video is really really good at conveying empathy and emotional intelligence much more so than other types of content mm-hmm. so that's that's it's it's both what i what we believe and what we deliver so it's it's nice when those two things line up yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I think what you're saying speaks to the heart of the very concept of content marketing. That's what it's all about. It's content about your audience, about their needs. Yes. It's all about the people you're trying to serve, ideally. And a, lo- a large part of that is empathy. large part of that is emotion. And, that's, I, and I think the rise of content marketing has really given help give rise to video as a central as a central type of content that you that you got to have absolutely yeah you you hit you hit the nail on the head bang <laughs> well jim thank you so much for your time uh for your insights and for a great conversation i really enjoyed it i did too jeremy thank you so much that's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.